0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: Hi, this is Evan, and you're listening to Damsels in Detroit on Podcast Detroit. Hey, you guys, welcome to episode two of Damsels in Detroit. Um, I'm here with two wonderful realtors, um, Leanne Allen and Valencia Page. So I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about them before we get started with our questions. I'm Leanne Allen, is the assistant and licensed realtor at Doby. Born and raised in Detroit, Leanne is an upbeat, energetic game changer that is passionate about supporting the dreams and visions of others. As an alumna of the University of Michigan, Leanne approaches every deal with the same goal in mind, to educate first. She believes that residents should be knowledgeable about what it takes to buy, sell, and maintain property and focuses on guiding her clients successfully through what is, for most, the largest purchase or sale of their lives. Valencia Page is a licensed real estate broker and the owner of Front Page Properties, servicing the Detroit area. Growing up in Detroit with realtors and brokers as parents, Valencia learned to appreciate the beautiful architecture and history that the city has to offer. She started working in the real estate business at just 18 years old and found early success as she became a multi-million dollar real estate producer. Now at 23, Valencia has established her own company located in New Center. She's passionate about providing spaces for families and entrepreneurs to invest in within Detroit and wants to inspire others to go after their goals, no matter how big they may seem.
2: Welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for having us. Thank
0: you for
1: coming. I'm really excited (laughs) about this because I feel like whenever I see people out now, they're always like, I love when you post pictures of your place. Mm-hmm. Um, how I did do. you get it? Like, they have so many questions for me, and then I end up talking to them for, like, 30 minutes about <laughs> everything. And I'm just like, here's my realtor's information. <laughs> like, <laughs> just follow her. It um, is a super adorable space. Thank it you. It's really cute. Yes, we're going to get into our, our relationship, Leanne, and, yeah. how, <laughs> and how we became friends. Um, so why did both of you ladies decide to get into real estate?
0: Did you? Okay. Well, personally, myself, I wanted to get into real estate as soon as I was twelve. <laughs> I knew I was going to be an agent. Um, I started off helping my mom with her open houses, her marketing materials, helping her market her homes, and dealing with her cu- with her customers, and it it just was a life that pretty much chose me in a sense and a journey that pretty much chose me. So I just followed on it. As soon as I became 18, I got my license and I fell in love with real estate. Um, The people that you meet, the stories that they tell, it's pretty um, phenomenal. And real estate has brought me nothing but blessings. So I continue to follow the path of um, this real estate and being a, being a realtor and being a broker and a company owner. I just, I love it. (laughs) You know, people find uh, things that they want to do in life. And there's no real way that you can explain how you feel like you're meant for something. And I truly feel like this is what I was meant to do. Yeah.
2: Leanne? Well, mine is completely different. Mm -hmm. So I had family members that were in real estate, but it never really was something that I thought that I would do as a child. Um, I was one of those kids that wanted to do everything. Like when someone would ask me what I wanted to be, I would have a list of things. Well, I want to be this and I want to be that and I want to be blah, 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 blah. Um, So I've been doing my best to kind of follow all of those paths, Mm -hmm. uh, funny enough. So... um, when I had been introduced th- to the idea of becoming a realtor, uh, it was through a family member. And I was just like, mm, I think I want to go get my degree first. Uh, so I kind of pushed that to the side. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go. I'm going to get my degree. So I went to U of M. I have a bachelor's uh, degree in psychology with a minor in community action and social change. It is a mouthful. I know. <laughs> um, and I did that. And then. Directly following undergrad, I actually worked for the University of Michigan for three years. And while I was in that um, job, then I decided to get my license, my real estate license. And I tried to juggle the two. So a full-time job and being a realtor at the same time. It does not work. If anyone (laughs) thinks that it does, it Mm -hmm. doesn't. Um, So I did that. And then once I finally felt like I had uh, enough experience in my previous job to where if I wanted to move on or – if I wanted to go back to doing that, I had enough experience where I could still get a job in that field. It's like okay, I'm ready to try something different. Okay. So those millennials that change their mind all the time, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> so Valencia, well, you started when you were
1: eighteen. Yes. So can you just kinda talk about how it was when you first started at eighteen to kinda where you are now?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, at 18, um, I feel like at that age, not a lot of people take you as serious, you know, in regards to what you want to do. So showing homes as an 18 year old, uh, was a bit uh, intimidating, for lack of a better word. Um, A lot of agents did not think that I knew what I was doing inside of a deal because of my age, because of my youth, not knowing of my background and that I I know what I'm doing. I know how to guide my clients. You know what I mean? Right. So being so young, coming into something and also minority at that. Yeah. um, People pretty much questioned what I had to what I was doing. Um, and I feel like that was a big thing being 18 when I first got into real estate. And then also just the market when I got into real estate um, in Detroit, I started back in 2015 where houses were just kind of, oh, not 2015, 20- Thirteen, and the market was kind of just climbing. Not necessarily there yet. I was showing homes in Rosedale Park for like forty thousand. Now they're a hundred (laughs) and fifty (laughs) plus. That's actually where I grew up.
1: And so when I was going through my process, and I was talking to my parents about how much they paid for their house compared to like what Mm -hmm. I'm paying for, what I pay for my condo, it's like, oh wow, that's (laughs) interesting. Because you would think that that would cost more because it's an actual home mm-hmm. and you have a basement and all this stuff but no <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um so kind of talking about that too being young and being in your industry do you guys feel like there are some disadvantages to that like i know you just spoke about people not taking you seriously but i you sure a little bit older in your 20s um do you feel like it's still kind of like a situation where you have to prove yourself or what is that like
2: I am also young, so I'm 25, yeah. but I got licensed when I was 23, Yeah, and um, it is definitely some, uh, it's an interesting dynamic. So um, when you think of what a realtor is, you don't think of young, you don't think of black, you also usually don't think of women. Um, you usually have an idea of an older white male, um, mm-hmm. someone who's probably got a little salt and pepper beer, yeah. <laughs> um, and is just, you know, well-versed in, in everything that they're doing. So we have... The experience and we're able to talk and, you know, allow people to, to see that we're well versed and we're well read and well, uh, very knowledgeable of the market. But when you first pull up to a house or you first pull up to a meeting or, or something and you get out of the car, you get very surprised looks. You get, um, qu- people questioning your ability. How old are you? How long have you been doing this? Uh, so you kind of just either have to show up and show out and show your receipts and just let people know that. I'm here, and yes, we're going to do this deal. Right. And uh, if you have any questions, let me know. Exactly. (laughs)
0: Oh, Oh, yeah.
2: And to add to that, like that was one of the reasons the main
0: reasons why i had um got my broker's license because you have your real estate you have your realtor self person license and then you have your broker's license after 3 years in real estate and doing 8 deals a year you can get your broker's license okay and uh, with that broker's license you can own and operate your own company and it is just a better title so if anyone questions me i can just say hey I'm a broker. <laughs> it's almost essentially like having your doctorate in real estate. Okay. So, um, with that being said, uh having my broker's license has really helped me being a twenty three year old agent. And then having, you know, a company has kind of made myself look a little bit more, you know, responsible in their eyes and making them a little bit more reassuring that I can get the deal done, I can get the deal closed. And uh, Also, (laughs) um, it just it just really uh, surprises me when clients just come up to me, just outright tell me how old How old are you? They just ask me that, and I just get dance around the question. How old do I look? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I I don't really tell them until after closing. They're like, "Dang." Year 23, wow, I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, why not? Yeah, yeah you know? exactly. You, why not? You why have do the you expect? experience. Yeah.
1: You know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's not like you just woke up one day and was just like, I'm going to sell somebody a house. Like, exactly. Obviously, there was some type of training and everything mm-hmm. that, and materials that you had to read <laughs> to even get to this point. So, yeah. Um. So... Also, Valencia, part of your journey is that you were diagnosed with cancer mm-hmm. and you kind of had to take a break from your work. So can you talk about that experience and what that was like when you're just getting started and getting into your groove and, you know, kind of having to take
0: a, a backseat for a minute? Well, it was very, very challenging because when I when I found out that I had Hodgkin lymphoma, um, I was actually doing a deal. Um, So I was in the middle uh, of trying to get my client's deal closed. And then I get this news and she's like, "Okay, where did you go? Because I'm not going to lie, I kind of kind of ghosted her for a second because I just got this overwhelming news. And, you know, in that point in time, you're only thinking, okay. My life, where am I headed? Where am I going? Am I still going to have a life? (laughs) So I kind of pushed that to the back burner. But thank God I have parents, you know, who are in this industry. So they kind of kept that deal going for me. And at the time, I had just gotten I just got a condo in Harbor Town. You know, my life was really taking off. Right. And then this thing happened (laughs) to me and i don't um feel sorry for myself or regret it because i feel like everything happens for a reason it truly you know opened my eyes to some of the things that i was doing inside of my life that were toxic and some of this something the path that i was going on that would have uh hurt me essentially so this you know disease was almost like a blessing and you know Bessing in disguise because I got to sit back and reevaluate what I was doing, Mm -hmm. really think about what I wanted, where I wanted to go in life. I had that opportunity to kind of take a break, even though I was sick. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that, that, that right there truly empowered me. It really did. It really, really did. And it made me want to pour what I knew and pour, um, empowerment into other people. And that is part of why I became a broker so that I can help other people essentially know the things that I know in this industry. And at the time, my parents, they were kind of in retirement mode, they didn't want to start a company, they Mm -hmm. didn't want to go back to being uh, real estate brokers. But after I came out of being sick and having chemo, I was like, "Hey, we need to do this again." <laughs>
1: <You're> like, <laughs> I'm to, ready. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah,
0: we're ready. We're we're back on it. We we've got to do this.
1: <laughs> what a story! Wow. Um. So a lot of you may know, or some may not, but Leanne was my realtor, and so I just love her. She's awesome. She's probably one of the most helpful people I've like ever met. Aww. Um. And. I've been in my condo for about six, seven months now. The mm-hmm. so, year will be
2: August, right? Yes. I remember. Oh <laughs> um, she
1: made sure to get me in there right before Labor Day. She's like, we're going to close before the holidays. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um,. But Leanne, can you talk about, um, or actually both of you, just how home home ownership is attainable at a young age? Because I feel like when I was going through the process, I was just like, oh, my gosh, like this is really happening. And I don't know really too many other people that are walking around with keys to a condo or to a house at 20 something years old. So can you guys just kind of dispel those myths that it is definitely possible to own a house or a condo at 20 something?
2: Well, there are a number of programs that are available to first time home owners. Um, there's, or first time home buyers. There's, uh, programs that allow you to put down as low as Mm 3.3%. There are programs that even give you down payment assistance and that loan is forgivable. Um, funds could be gifted. I know that you can talk a little bit to that as well. Um, and because the, the housing market is a little more stable now, um, especially what it's been in the past. Um, Banks are more, you know, more willing to loan money than they had been in the past, uh, specifically for properties that may have looked like more of a risk um, before. Now, um, they're just more able to look holistically at what's available, um, the ability for a person to pay. Um, Your credit score doesn't have to be stellar. So there's a number of ways that It's attainable. Uh, Just people have to do the research and they have to get in touch with a professional. So your realtor can walk you through that, um, talking to a professional mortgage um, loan person. So there's a number of ways to to make it happen and attainable.
0: Oh, yeah. Right now, it's a very good time to buy a home because prices are Prices are going to do nothing but go up. Detroit has already had its rock bottom. The where you go from rock bottom up. Right. So right now, like she said, um, lenders they are more willing to lend. There was a point in time where people didn't want to um, want to work with anybody pre-approved with Quicken because Quicken was known not to mm-hmm. <laughs> not mm-hmm. to get the loan closed. Okay. And now you know we're closing Quicken's loans. You know, with everything that's going on in Detroit, I presume. And, yeah. <laughs> and, um. There's plenty and plenty and plenty of programs out there. One just went by my desk where the lender he's giving – well, Flagstar. I'll just say their name, Flagstar. Mm-hmm. They're doing a 100% conventional loan program. Okay. And they'll finance you 100% of the loan. You don't really bring have to bring much to closing but your closing costs. Okay. So there are plenty of programs like that, um, like the $7,000 towards your down payment with FHA and MISTA. Um, there's plenty of programs out there to help you um, get your first home. Uh, and not a lot of people know that. Not a lot of people think it's attainable because of their student loans, their credit, this and that and the other. Consult with the lender. You never know until you try and I've I've made I've huh, I'm sorry I had actually... Um, provided some information to one of my closest friends and she was like, no, I don't think I can. I still got this apartment on my credit, blah, 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 blah. And mm-hmm. She finally just called him and he was, and she was like, hey, uh, he said I can get pre-approved for $115,000. Okay. When are we going house shopping? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, I told you, you never know until you call. So don't be scared. You
2: know, what do you have to lose by making yeah. a call?
1: Seriously, the worst somebody can say is no.
2: Yeah. And the internet is such a great resource. So you're able to do a ton of research on the front end before Mm -hmm. you even go in to, you know, get that pre approval. Mm -hmm. So just doing research to find out what's the minimum credit score you can have. And if your score doesn't reach that minimum, then what can you be doing working up to that point to get your score up there? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not a a credit counseling person. So I try to make sure that, (laughs) you know, I protect myself from from that. Mm -hmm. But um, I do, you know, tell people that. There are so many easy ways for you to boost your score in a relatively short amount of time, mm-hmm. um, just making sure that you're paying off debt. And if you can't pay it off in full, pay more than the minimum balance, yes. mm-hmm. um, paying things early or on time, never miss a payment, mm-hmm. uh, keeping your debt to income low. So there's so many ways to boost your score that a lot of people don't know. So that's one of the biggest things that I talk to first time homebuyers about when we're doing our consultation. Mm-hmm. Like if I know that they're not going to be able to get pre-approved, then our conversation shifts to, OK, what do your finances look like? Right. What is it that you're doing? How can you change your habits so that in the next six months, maybe we can revisit this conversation right. and you'll be mm-hmm. in a better space?
1: Okay. Do you ladies find that you've been having more people contact you that are of our age group that are ready to purchase? Absolutely. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's exciting. It's, it's just, so exciting. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, like every time I see somebody now, it's just like, OK, so let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm always just like follow my realtor on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can DM <laughs>
2: her anytime. Um is that where all those DMs have been coming from? Yeah, <laughs> probably so. Because
1: literally I'm telling you, if if I'm not referring them to you, I'm just like, get on realtor.com. Like see what you like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like see see what you think that you can afford first. So mm-hmm. for me, I had a horrible apartment experience. I was literally only in an apartment for a day and found out that it had bed bugs and like Ooh. it was horrible. No, Yeah, it was horrible. Oh my goodness. It was horrible. So after that, it was kind of like I was reevaluating, like, do I want to spend this money in rent? And I didn't want to move out of Detroit mm-hmm. and the rent in Detroit right now is just crazy. So it's like, I could either pay this much to rent something or I could pay X amount of dollars every month and actually mm-hmm. own it. Mm-hmm. So um, what Leanne was talking about in reference to like gift um, gift funds. My dad helped me out a lot, like with the down payment and stuff like that. So we worked it out. And so it was a loan. Um, I definitely have to pay him back, <laughs> but, um, definitely I think that if you guys have that support or if you talk to somebody in your family about that investment, just see if they're like willing to help you. Cause I know it's difficult to try to get all that money and stuff on your own. And I think that would, that's what people shy away from because they're like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't do the down payment or whatever, but it's possible. So I just want people to know that. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some basic things that you think people need to know before they get started with the home buying process?
2: Well, like I was saying, um, making sure that your credit is as best as it can be. So um, if you're... If you have a credit card and you're, like, maxed out, then slowly but surely start to pay that down and you'll see your score rising. Uh, If you are a person that likes to pay your rent a few days after it's due, (laughs) you know, then maybe try to slowly move that date up and then actually get it paid on time and then start to paying it earlier. Uh, If you don't have a savings account, then start by maybe putting $50 in. Every every other week, if you can't do every week, um, just slowly but surely changing your habits. Because it's really hard to make mm-hmm. complete 180 it life is. changes. It's mm-hmm. so, so difficult. Mm-hmm. And that's what paralyzes a lot of people from deciding and buying a home because they feel like it's just this monumental thing. It's this mm-hmm. monumental task that they can't make happen. Right. But if w- you start with the end goal and you reverse engineer it and you see the steps that lead up to that, then it, it's not as daunting and it's uh, doable. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I would definitely. Definitely say make sure your credit is on the right
0: track and you keep on saving money. You know, even if you are getting, like I mentioned, you know, funds at closing and aid at closing to help pay that down payment or your closing costs, make sure that you have enough money to close the deal without that assistance. Because what if something goes wrong? Mm Right. I've had that happen before. You know, (laughs) the Mm -hmm. lender didn't ask, you know. Did she have this $15,000 down with, you know, if it wasn't there, you know, if she just did something wrong and one fell swoop, boom, you know, we can't do the deal anymore. Make sure you have the money if you, you know, if something happens and then that money can go towards something when you get inside the home. What if you get inside the home and a pipe burst or the electric goes out or something crazy, you know, God forbid happens, you know, you're going to need to make sure that you have some money saved up for even after the closing. Yeah. So I would just say, save all your ducats. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: I always tell people that you don't want to be house poor. Mm-hmm, exactly. So having an amazing house, but you don't have the money to keep it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have you know anything to to keep you going and still live a life that you were used to before. Right. So um, it's exciting to have that goal and want to achieve that, but uh, making sure that you're prepared for it in the long run. And
1: I think that that can kind of you know go along with any life lesson is just saving money is so important because Mm -hmm. yes like that's something that my parents have always stressed like if you if something happens to you what are you going to do like if your Mm -hmm. you know car breaks down or if you know because stuff is going to happen it's just inevitable like we cannot control every single thing in our lives so it's just important even if it's just you starting out with like a hundred dollars you know that's $100 $100 that you didn't mm-hmm. spend that you mm-hmm. could use for something else. Oh, so, yeah.
0: And to add to that, you know, real estate, owning your own piece of real estate really helps you for saving. You know, I had mentioned that I had a condo in Harbor Town mm-hmm. and I had gotten sick. You know, I couldn't work. So I had to sell my corn, my condo in order to, you know, have some money and, you know, live, right. <laughs> essentially. So your house is your retirement plan. You know, your house is your savings. You know, in case you have to sell it and maybe rent for a second. Until you get back on your feet, it definitely helps out. So,
1: as realtors, do you all get sucked into like the HGTV land? Do you- oh
0: my gosh.
2: <laughs> so I, I actually posted about this on my page. So yes, I, you did. Uh, I did. So I do something every Tuesday. It's called Tuesday Tip, and the most recent one that I did was the the HGTV effect. Mm-hmm. And before I became a realtor, I loved HGTV. I would <laughs> sit watch it and more. watch it for hours. But now it's frustrating because it just paints this flowery view mm-hmm. of the home buying process. And people think that it goes so quickly, right. and you fall in love with the first house that you walk in, or you find three, and you're you're trying to choose between those three, and right. um, you know. Of course, there's some maybe that it may happen that way. But for the most part, it never, ever happens like that. Mm -hmm. And um, it's frustrating for us as realtors because we're trying to manage expectations that have already been set by a a, a television show. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I start from the very beginning when I first sit down with someone and I say, do you like HGTV? Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Stop watching it. (laughs) Because it's going to, um, you know, expectations are... A good thing to have, but uh, comparison is also the thief of joy. Yep. So when people are comparing their home buying process to what they've seen on HGTV and it doesn't match up, then they're frustrated mm-hmm. and they're disappointed yeah. and they're wondering like, why didn't my um, experience go that way? Yeah, in so an hour. Why it, didn't it? it- oh, exactly. Yeah. You know, it takes, I mean, it takes 30 to 45 days to close mm-hmm. on a right. loan. Like they don't show that exactly. On TV, you know?
1: yeah. And they probably have been following those people along for that period of time. But mm-hmm. because of the editing, it just seems like everything happened within 45 minutes, so you're walking mm-hmm. in, like you said, with that expectation that I'm supposed to have a house at the end of
0: this day, mm-hmm. you know? It's, and- it's even worse than that. I mean, you have to be very, very realistic. And so when when they make these shows, they literally, the buyer, they pick out their home before the show even starts. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. They go yeah. and they preview okay. homes, mm-hmm. you know, they pick out which one they like, and they probably already have an offer on it, and oh, they're my probably goodness. already going mm-hmm. through the deal. <laughs> yep. And then they just, you know bring up a whole bunch of fake homes okay we're going to look at a b and c but you know we picked c and obviously they pick c because they already are in a deal inside right so <laughs> oh my gosh and, i didn't
2: even think about that yeah, yeah. no it's true mm-hmm. and it's so different when you're actually showing homes too because so each person is different right. so i'll ask people do you like me to give you a tour of the whole whole home on the front end or would you prefer that i just kind of take a back seat you walk around and then you come and ask me questions right mm-hmm. like hgtv they're they're showing them oh until yeah. you're left you'll see this and yep. you'll see that and a blah, lot blah, blah, and it just all depends on the person
1: exactly oh my goodness well now I need to stop watching Property Brothers <laughs> you can still
2: watch it and enjoy it yeah. But it's good it's, entertainment uh, but yeah, it's right. not it's real reality yeah. Yeah.
1: well just because of how you said that they already picked out the house mm-hmm. it's like if you watch a show like House Hunters and they mm-hmm. do show the three homes and it's like you kind of do automatically know which one they're going to pick mm-hmm. and it's always the one that they have to do some work to so it's like they first show them and I've realized the system now like at first they'll show them one that's way out of their budget it's totally renovated um, <laughs> one of the people within the couple will like it. They're like, "Well, I just want all new, moving ready stuff." And then they'll show them kind of like a an okay kind of house next, and it's like within their budget, doesn't have everything. And they show them this one that they have to just completely like a fixer upper type of deal, and that's mm-hmm. the one that
0: they always choose. But. Wow,
1: I just learned something new.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Only reason I know is because someone hit me up and asked me to show one of my listings and they said they were going to do it. They already got the house, but, you know, we want to see yours house to put inside of there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, wow. <laughs> like Wow. that's how it goes. Mm. <laughs> <Mm-mm-mm>. Sneaky. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so I posted on my um, Instagram page that I was going to have you all here. Um, and so, like I said, people are always asking me questions. So I just gave them the opportunity to ask me something to ask you all. Okay. So I'm going to be the the middle woman right now. <laughs> um, so here are some questions from our listeners. Um, you guys kind of already answered this one, but Miss Glow Up Official from Instagram wanted to know what your credit score had to be and what is a good amount of money to have saved up for looking for a house?
0: All right. Well... Me nor Leanne, we're not real, t- not um, lenders. So we can't necessarily tell you the exact requirements. Um, you have to consult your local lender. Mm-hmm. However, um, I know a lender who has a credit requirement of as low as 580. Okay. You know, if your credit score is 580, I know that sounds ridiculous. Normally the standard is 620, mm-hmm. but I do know someone who does the 580. Okay. And uh, as far as money that you should have saved up, like I said, you should have enough saved up to close the deal. You know, if, you, if you're looking at homes that are 80,000 80, bucks, and normally you need about 6% of that to close the deal, mm-hmm. roughly. So, Keep have, that in yeah, mind. have that at least saved up.
2: Okay. So shoot for as high of a credit score mm-hmm. as you can. Um I always tell people 620. Mm-hmm. I, I also have lenders who have done as low as 580, mm-hmm. but I tell people shoot yeah. for 620. You're going to get uh slightly better interest rates, mm-hmm. right? Um it's just it's just going to save you money mm-hmm. in the long run. So try to get it as high as you possibly can. It's really case by case. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um so
1: Jackie O from Instagram also wants to know, how do you determine what you can really afford when looking for homes?
2: That's determined by your lender. Um, that's why getting a pre-approval is so important before mm-hmm. you start looking versus pre-qualification. Those are two different things to so make sure that you're getting a pre-approval. Great. You can actually explain those because that was somebody's question. <laughs> they wanted to know they're different. Okay. So um, with pre-qualification, it's kind of more so a surface level look. Um, they're looking at pretty much how much money you make um, what your credit score is based off what you told them Mm -hmm. Um, and then they're giving an overall estimate of how much home you can afford the problem with that is um, they're not doing an actual run on your credit Uh, they're not doing a deep dive into your finances and they're not able to see the holistic view of how much home you can afford so with pre-approval they're actually doing a lot of that back-end leg work they're running your credit score they're looking at your pay stubs they're looking at your W-2s from last year Mm -hmm. any assets that you have um Debt. So they're looking at all of those things holistically to really tell you how much home you can afford with a pre approval. Okay. So oftentimes you'll see um, realtors with listings, they'll put in the comments that they won't accept uh, offers that don't have a pre approval letter with them. So it's very, very important to make sure that you're getting pre approved first.
0: Yeah. A lot of times they won't even let you show a home without <laughs> the pre approval letter. Yeah. 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 That so was yeah. something that, well,
1: I think that people were still letting me see them, mm-hmm. but they were always just like, well, just make sure that you get this before you start looking at other ones. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely had to make a move on that. Cause I kind of, my dad and I just started looking cause we were not aware of what the process is like. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I was learning literally every step of the way. Every time I saw a new place, I feel
2: like I was learning more information. So mm-hmm. I actually have a client that lost out on a house because they didn't get their pre-approval yeah. first. No. Um, so I, I told them, I said, look, yeah. I'm going to mm-hmm you just this one freebie, and then you have to get your pre-approval. And right. the freebie actually ended up being the one that yeah. they loved. They're oh like, gosh. I love this one. I want to put in an offer on it. I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay. But. <laughs> but you have to move fast. Like, you yeah, have to exactly. get this pre-approval by tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And they got it by the next day, um, but there had already been an offer in on the house. So mm-hmm. we still submitted ours. Mm-hmm. But because the, f- offer came, the other offer came in first, they ended up mm-hmm. getting the house.
0: Yeah. Okay. You got to think about it like this. Would you go to the store without your wallet? Right. You, know, you can't pay the cashier without your money or your debit card. You you can't. So you have to get your money before you go out and start shopping. That's okay. what your pre-approval letter is.
1: Um, just a little segue. Negotiating. I know that sometimes, too, people... kind of steer away from that. They think that whatever that price is listed as for that home is what it's going to be. So can you guys kind of talk about the importance of negotiating and how it's possible to get a lower price?
0: Yeah, it is possible to get a lower price. However, you have to be realistic in what the market is going for, Mm -hmm. like in certain markets of Detroit and in certain markets of Ferndale and other places. You know, they're very, very popular, hot, high traffic areas. You know, if you know that area is hot, high traffic, the home is beautiful, the home is priced, you know, right for all the comps inside of the area, then it's going to go fast. And more than likely, you're not going to be able to get that home for lower than what it's listed for oftentimes you're gonna to have to go over what is listed for. So in those areas there aren't too, there isn't too much room for negotiation. Okay. But you may see a home that uh, is obviously overpriced in mm-hmm. <laughs> an area that isn't so popular. and You may be able to negotiate that one or a fixer upper. You may be able to negotiate. Okay. But you just have to be very realistic. If it's, the house is one fifty five and everybody and their mama is looking at it, right? Then, <laughs> then you know that home is not going to go for one fifty five. It'll go for one sixty. Okay. But if it, you know, has been on the market for a while, you know, nobody is really paying attention to it, mm-hmm. then possibly we could go lower. And Negotiate lower or negotiate, you know, you get in some money back at closing. Okay. Mm -hmm. All All of
2: that. Ditto. (laughs) And also um, cash sales. Cash is king. So Mm -hmm. you can usually have a lot more uh, say so in in what you get if you're paying cash for it.
1: Exactly. So Dorothy H. from Instagram wants to know, do you really need 20% for a down payment?
2: Yeah. So we touched on this earlier. Um, There are a lot of programs out there that are available to first-time homebuyers. And first-time also Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that you've never bought a home before. Mm -hmm. There are some programs where if you haven't bought a home within the last five years, you're considered a first-time homebuyer. So um, as low as 3% is what I've seen. Um, And like she said earlier, if you are saving, make sure that you have at least 6% of what that um, purchase price is so that you're taking into consideration your closing costs. Mm-hmm.
1: So last listener question is from Phaedra H. from Facebook. Um, she wanted to know the difference between um, different loan types like FHA FHA, and conventional.
0: Well, the main difference between FHA and conventional, FHA is a loan um, given to low to moderate income households um, provided by the government. So it's a very empowering loan for people who um, typically would not think they could get a loan can uh, afford a house. Now, a conventional loan is not that. I believe it's a loan from the bank. Like I said, I'm not a lender. So this is just information that I know in speaking with a lender. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, yeah, so that's what an FHA loan is. Now, the thing about FHA loans um, that make them not as desirable for a seller accepting offers um, than a conventional loan. Conventional loans are a little bit more desirable. FHA loans, you have to forego an FHA appraisal and inspection. And with that FHA appraisal and inspection, the home has to be up to code. There can't be anything that is a safety hazard, such as something as little as there being a handrail missing from the stairs, or the carpet is up and causing a trip hazard, or a sidewalk is up causing a trip hazard. Then that'll make that or that buyer have to go and fix those things and do unnecessary things <laughs> mm-hmm. um, to get the home sold because they're not going to close on it until you get those hazards um, fixed. Now, with a conventional loan, you don't have to do that. You could just buy a home that doesn't need repair, you know, a home that is a complete rehab job. You can do that with a conventional loan. But with an FHA loan, you have to have a home that's pretty much sharp as an arrow. And if even if it's not, you have to have a seller who's willing to make some of those changes for you or, you know... You, know, you might be willing to negotiate and do some of the, that, those changes and work with that seller. So, that is the main difference between the two. And that's why m- most sellers um, see an offer more serious when it's a conventional loan. Not
2: saying that they're not going to accept the FHA one either. Mm-hmm. You also typically need a stronger credit score for yep, conventional loans okay. and um, higher down payments. Mm-hmm. Typically, again, we are not Exactly, lenders. They are not yes. lenders, you guys. It's
0: just information. But call us to get a lender. Right. Yes, <laughs> we have all kinds of referrals for you.
1: Um, so what is the most rewarding thing for you all about being realtors?
2: Handing someone their keys. <laughs> yeah. Like that's always, always the best part. Mm-hmm. Handing someone their keys, seeing the smile on their face, um, and being able to Show that what you promised at the very beginning actually did happen in the end. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We're helping people with their biggest milestone, you know, almost in life. You know, they're buying a home, whether it's to start a family in it, whether it's their first investment property. We're helping um, accomplish that. And that right there is a very, very good sense of euphoria. We get to be a part of that. You right. know what I'm saying? We get to really help out people. That's what we do. We help out people mm-hmm. every day. We get them through one of the biggest things that they have to go through in life. So I think that right there is satisfaction, you know. (laughs) So
1: what does it mean for you to be a damsel in Detroit?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I am um, kind of all over the place. So my heart is in Detroit. I'm from Detroit, born and raised on the west side. Okay. (laughs) My mom and my youngest brother still live there. I'm one of six children. Mm -hmm. There's three girls, three boys. Um, But... So being able to leave the city but still have it so deeply embedded in my heart and in my spirit and just the way that I do things, Detroit hustles harder. Like It's yes. a real, it's a true thing. Um, but in in the areas that I go, so when I, I lived in Ann Arbor, I now live in Royal Oak. Um, my brokerage is in Birmingham. But every opportunity I get, I will tell any and everyone that I'm from Detroit because there's still this sti- stigma that's attached to it, and a lot mm-hmm. of people don't really um, – realize how amazing people from Detroit are, right. um, how incredible it is and how it's been growing very quickly. So to be a, a damsel in Detroit, <laughs> just I, I'm not a damsel in distress. No, okay? exactly. no, 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 no. <laughs> um, I, I'm out here, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, letting people know that the city is amazing, that there are communities that are growing, that are thriving. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. I love it mm-hmm.
0: Valencia Oh yeah Being a damsel in Detroit To me it means Being Being powerful Okay okay. I mean <laughs> <laughs> um, Being powerful in a sense that Like she said Detroit Detroit women We do hustle harder It's this sense and spirit of Of a hustler's mentality here That is like no other mm-hmm. You know The women entrepreneurs here You know there are so many things that are going on for women here in Detroit that is just growing at a fast and rapid rate. Even what you're doing right now, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You know, it's really, it's it's unlike no other, you know. So being a damsel in Detroit, I feel like is being um, powerful, being strong, and being unique. Because here in the D, us women, we are truly unique. We are like no other Cities, women, I feel like. (laughs) I agree.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, where can people
1: connect with you um, if they just want to, you know, ask you questions or if they are
2: ready to start looking
1: for homes? Where can people get in touch with you?
2: So, I am on Instagram and Facebook and newly, um, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So I've been trying to, like, work all of them, and it's proving to be a little bit more difficult. Mm -hmm. But um, at Leanne underscore Henry, uh, Leanne Henry on YouTube, uh, Leanne the Millennial Realtor on Facebook. But you can type in Leanne Henry everywhere, and it'll probably come up.
1: Go ahead and spell it for us just because, you know. Right. (laughs) Make sure. Leanne,
2: L E A. (laughs) N-N underscore H-E-N-R-I. So my middle name is Henrietta, but I shortened it to Henry. That's
0: cute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. And you guys can find me at Valencia Page on all social media platforms. And that is V-A-L-Y-N-C-I-A-P-A-G-E, Valencia Page, like a page in a book. And you can also visit my website at Detroit. Perfect. So I just want to thank you
1: ladies for coming. I think this was a really good talk. I think that people are going to get a lot of good information and hopefully they'll start calling you because I just felt more connected having a realtor that was my
0: age Yes, as opposed to (laughs) I had a
1: couple other ones before, you know, I got to you and I was just like, you guys are not. Really mm-hmm. invested in my feelings. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to sell a house. Like one guy, I went to go see a condo, and it was his son's condo. Yeah. He was trying to sell it, mm-hmm. and so I didn't. What? I didn't want to live there, and so he kept emailing me. Like, I thought you liked this place. Like,
2: what happened? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Um. And that's another <laughs> yeah. reason why what we do is so important, mm-hmm. because there are not a lot of um, realtors that are our age, and mm-hmm. if they are, then you know they're not in our area. Right. So just taking back. Uh, the millennial generation and helping mm-hmm. us to really um, help buy homes and revitalize communities and feel included in the spaces that we're in. is yes. very important. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Being able to connect with a lot of people
0: is definitely important because being a realtor is a social job. Yep. So we have to be able to put on a billion different hats <laughs> mm-hmm. and be able to be as non-biased as possible and really give people insightful information so that's kind of crazy that that guy was like hey just buy this house because he could have you know if he really yeah. sat down and talked to you and connected with you he could have helped you find your next home but thank yeah, exactly. god you found the end you know because <laughs> <That's> great <laughs> again everything
1: happens for a reason exactly it does. does you know that was you a know? blessing in disguise like we were talking
0: about earlier
1: mm-hmm. he was not we weren't supposed to be connected in no way Mm -hmm. but again thank you ladies so much um i'm excited about this and hopefully like i said everybody will start reaching out to you guys just to you know start the conversation Mm -hmm. so thank you all and remember that detroit girls do it better okay okay? (laughs) and we'll see you guys next week